Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from handsomefandom.com. I'm Ben, and with me here today is... Dave, back from France. Bonjour. Come on, ça Oh, oh my goodness. It was bad enough you lived in a French-speaking country. You have to actually go to France. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what drew me there is all the, the English and French lines that I've been surrounded by for 34 years. I just, I had to go back <laughs> to the half-motherland. Wow. Repulsive, actually. You got me yeah. at half-mast. Don't talk like that again. <laughs> Don't talk like that again. Comme ça. <laughs> Uh, also, Brandon, the most glorious ginger. How are you? Um, I was just going to ask you, how are you? <laughs> no, how are you? How are you? No, I asked I'm you good, first. you? I'm okay. You're supposed to say not so not bad. Not so bad. Not so bad, and you? Come on. No, <laughs> I just had two chicken sandwiches from none other than the sneaky Ronald's, uh, Ronald McDonald himself. So maybe um, a little bad then? Yeah, a little, a little bad. A little bad. It's it was... funny because I say sneaky Ron's to people who clearly don't know what it is, and they're like, the hell did you say no that's <laughs> that's like a within this like yeah i know yeah but like you you know how like growing up your dad would always say like certain words funny and mm-hmm. then you know that's not the right way to say right. them but you say them that way because your dad did and sure. you forget that it's not the right way to say them. 100 yeah. percent. i kind of like thrive in that space you know <laughs> like 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 that's my shtick uh you know it's 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 not bullet bill it's bill the bullet right <laughs> you yes. know it's it's like italian dressing I know how to say it. I just like pissing people off because um, I'm a bit of a troll at heart. Well, maybe you could teach uh, Subway because they don't even have it. Well, so that that voice you heard there was uh, was Phil back from the dead. Two weeks running. Two weeks in a row. This will be the last week, probably. How long uh, for the next couple? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how long will his animated corpse last? I'm in Erie next Tuesday, and oh. then I think Virginia the Tuesday after that. So. Well, just let, um, you know, so. um, a man of the East Coast. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is accurate. Oh, uh, Phil, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am glad to be back another week. Uh-huh. I thought I might have been in a different city today, but here we are in the same place. So Phil was gloating back. before the show, saying he's been on the show for weeks now, yep. which is technically <laughs> true, but completely accurate well, statement. As of when the show started, it was true, but before he was on it, before like we started to hit record, true. it wasn't true. That is actually accurate. And this I, will be weeks. Yes. This makes weeks. Mm-hmm. He just leaves now. He's like, all right, I've done. I've done my- <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, technically, if I stay later and we record another one, I might even be able to say months because oh uh, some people that won't get it until like that. later. And so I've been on the show for months now. No. That's- and years, actually, because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think. Did I th- have I missed one episode recently? 
No, I, you guys, we didn't end up no. having to do it with them. No. For still, all I know, you haven't been on any yeah, of them. I'm still 100%, man. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Still 100%. Yeah. Anyway, this show's about video games. Uh, not that that ever stops us from doing anything else, but uh, if you want to help support the show and help keep the hosting fees and all that good stuff going, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom for as little as a dollar a month. You can sign up. We actually had a couple new $1 patrons this month or this, this week. So appreciate that. Um, $3 gets you early access to After Dark, which is a show that we haven't recorded in some time. It used to be monthly. It's not monthly anymore um, as often. Maybe we can be it again. But it's basically our show where we do whatever we want, yeah. which we kind of already do, but we don't like necessarily try to talk about video games. If they come up, great. If not, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's usually rather vulgar if Phil's yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd like that probably. It's like a stream of consciousness between four men. Maybe five, even. Who knows? There's too many men to count in this room at this point. If you want to check nah. it out before you sign up to get access, you can check out the old, the old, the previous months on like free, free feeds and everything too. So. Filthy. Also, head over to <laughs> displacement. Uh, you can head over to slash uh, discord to join the discord, chat with us, hang out, etc. Gentlemen, it's time we talk about some video games. Let's do it. And. It's funny because we have some big news items here that people are making big deals out of, but I feel like they're actually not that big in news items. It's just that we don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, I was gonna so say, they become the big news items. In the drought, mm. even a few raindrops <laughs> seem big. That was, pro- that was profound. Mm. Do you write? Is that like poetry you wrote? Off the top of my head. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm at half mast. <laughs> <laughs> you help me. I help you. You know. Collectively, okay. we're four inches. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, three of them on right a good here, day so. <laughs> <laughs> sorry boys okay first news story this one's almost a week old at this point but that's all right we'll talk about it anyway bethesda and xbox mm-hmm. have delayed redfall and starfield uh this was basically an announcement made in a tweet uh you know the typical little boxes we get with text in them except this one was black instead of yellow yeah. So, you know, so that's some progress. Sure. Uh, but basically, they're delaying it to the first half of 2020, delaying both of them till the first half of 2023. And, you know, they do the normal stuff and say they want us to have the best, most polished game, etc. I want to talk about that a little bit. But really, I want to talk about the fact that why has anyone been excited for either of these games when we don't actually know anything about them? Bethesda. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, One word. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but they're like... Uh, artificially yeah. excited i feel like right I it just know. works dave what are your thoughts on uh what this does for game pass for the rest of this year or just xbox console owners in general um it's it, it's a bit of a hit i mean i think that the the delay in itself uh isn't that big of a deal i, I feel like we've just all gotten so used to games not being uh, delivered on the date that we're first sort of promised. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot coming day one to Game Pass for the rest of the year. Um, but I, I, I think the biggest thing here is just that... Anything else first party. Yeah, we yeah. were just given such a hard promise date of, I think it was November 11th of this year. And for them to move off that the way, you know, Todd Howard kind of promised it certainly feels a little sour. Um, again, it's not that big of a deal. And, the, but the other part of it is it, it, it kind of corners these two games or at least, uh, Starfield into 
what is already going to be a very crowded first half of 2023. So that's the only part to me that's a little bit concerning, but I guess time's going to tell how this is all going to play out. Yeah. Phil, you're not much of a Bethesda guy, are you? Not really. How, no. how, how are you, what were you thinking about Starfield? Are you excited? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Yep. And no. why? Why weren't you excited? Um, Because every time I've picked up anything they've done, whether it be mostly Fallout, I just play for a few hours and then I'm done. So it's there's nothing that really brings me in. And I feel like this will just be Fallout in space. Could you talk about oh, a lot of people? That sounds great, too. But I understand sure. what you're saying. Uh, could you talk about the time where you were playing a Fallout game? <laughs> Fallout 3. <clears throat> okay. I was playing Fallout 3. And uh, after a few hours, I realized that I was moving at such a slow speed. I could not get anywhere in the map. Um, I know. After that. being just pissed off for days at how slow I was moving around, I traded in the damn game. <laughs> and then I was talking to a friend about it, and he goes, well, you have to empty your pockets, you know? And, uh, you know, whatever. And so I, I found out at that point that, yeah, I was just, you know. Over-encumbered. Over-encumbered yep, yep. and uh, was really trudging. Like, you couldn't even turn whenever someone was attacking you to oh, shoot yeah. them in time. So oh, yeah. it uh, it got, I don't know. I don't know if that put a bad taste in my mouth from all the way back then. Also, when I bought Morrowind, the guy was like, you might need the guide. And I'm like, okay. And he pulls out this Bible that was <laughs> at least 7,000 pages long. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want a video game that I need <laughs> yeah. this much reading yep. to play. So I, I don't know. I think those two things. I've played Fallout 4. I've, I've played, um, you know, some more Elder Scrolls games. I think Elder Scrolls Online was probably the most fun I had with anything. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. That game sucks. Yeah. You're yeah. so wrong. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. So that's just kind of where I'm at. I don't know. I've just never, you know, I play a lot of video games and the, none of their games have ever jumped out as a uh, must play for me. Wow. Now, Brandon, you're... You're a Skyrim lover. Yes. You're a Bethesda enjoyer sure. in general. Sure. You've played the Fallout games. Yeah. Starfield. Should, are we excited or not? Uh, I think that I am the opposite of excited. Yeah. Um, I think that what we've seen so far. Like has... scared? No, <laughs> okay. no, no. Not excited. Okay. <laughs> um, but what I've seen so far has been not that interesting. Um, I don't know if Todd just didn't want to handle the heat in the kitchen. He wants it to be game of the year, but there's no way it's beating Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so he had to delay that shit just, uh, j- just for his own pride after 76, he couldn't handle it. Um, <laughs> but it's not winning next year either. I tell you that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's not surprising to me based on the amount of information that we've gotten. I probably could have guessed this was going to happen. And I think Ben even might've guessed that something like this would happen. Um, in addition to that, Redfall being delayed is even less of a surprise to me because much like Starfield, we know some things, we know not very many things. Um, so I don't know. Both of these games have been weird. And the fact that they have had such a strange development cycle, especially Starfield, um i feel like he's just giving me really bad vibes i can't say that about redfall yet because all we've gotten is a cinematic so it's fine if they delay that that's okay because i don't really know a whole lot i'm not expecting much but i agree with dave we got a hard set um date for starfield and all that we've gotten so far has not convinced me and so when you get a hard date and the things leading up haven't convinced and then it gets delayed well then i start to worry um so i think it was the week that just you and i were on the show yeah that was two weeks ago i think that um that we 
we were talking about predictions for the summer. Yeah, the showcase. The showcase. Yeah. And I Dude, was like, I, yeah, it's I, probably going to be delayed. I wanted to see more Redfall. I sure. did. Yeah. I, I really did. I actually think that looks way cooler than Starfield. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to be convinced, um, whereas Phil wouldn't be interested in a Fallout in space. I would be. Right. Um, but I would want there to be, uh, obviously, direct improvements. But um, yeah, I don't know. Bethesda has been weird for me lately because some of the stuff really hits uh, and some of it does not. Um, so, yeah. Who knows? And now I won't even have to think about it till next year. So I, I, I think, think it'll be. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the games they publish interest me more than the games they actually. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Doom, Doom is great. Yeah, for sure. Doom right. is amazing. Doom, Wolfenstein. Like, yeah, I love all those games. Sure. But the games they actually yeah. develop, I just. Bethesda Game, game Studios or yes. whatever yeah. the name of the actual developer is. Yeah. I, and I'm looking at it. I, I don't really. I'll play it, but I'm not like amped for it. But I'm not really amped for anything ever until I start playing it. Right. But uh, I'm more interested, and not worried per se, but interested how it's going to affect the Xbox um, ecosystem a little bit. Because, like, wasn't Starfield and Halo, weren't they both on the box when they released the console? Anyway, my point is just that, like, they that was those were their big tent poles for the rest of the year. And now they don't have any. And sure, they can they can grab some games for Game Pass if they want. But, like, there's not a lot going to draw in new people to the ecosystem and there's a lot of people who are like oh yeah well i was going to cancel game pass but i'll just wait till after starfield comes out and whatever right uh you know that's the mindset and i mean not that it's a practical mindset but that's we see that with subscription services all the time where people are like subscribed while they're waiting for a thing and they're just don't want to unsubscribe and resubscribe but like i just feel like they don't have a whole lot going for them through the rest of the year and i wonder if they'll see a little bit of fall off i I hope not hellblade 2 that doesn't have a release date yet no well, I honestly, I was seeing some buzz on Twitter that I agreed with. I don't have any any specific source, but like the momentum they had around the Bethesda deal, I feel like there was a lot of buzz. For better or for worse, there was buzz. Yeah, um, and there that, was. And, and that drew people in a bunch. And now I feel like they're delaying things. And now we're going to talk about it later, but PlayStation is coming, kind of coming back out with some extra things that were unexpected um, that we're going to talk about in a bit. But it kind of makes you think maybe Xbox didn't have as much momentum as as I initially thought they did, um, especially with the titles that are left in the year. I actually um, so. I canceled my Game Pass and I got a car wash subscription. I canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, go. Yeah, I was going to say, Phil, I, I canceled mine, too, for the time being. So, I, I mean, you, it's just yeah, I wasn't using it. You're not now alone. It's, it's car yeah. wash season. So I yeah. keep mine because it's just more convenient than canceling it, it most of the time yeah. but i almost always find something on there that i want to play right and um also it's a write-off for me so whatever if i had I a pc <laughs> i think it would be different but yeah just to play devil's advocate i for me it's slowly becoming like my number one source of where i go to just play something new so it's right you know when i'm getting tired of whatever i've been playing it's just pop up game pass and i always find something whether i finish it or not whether it's you know, I put an hour into it or 40. It's just, just become like that place I go to get my games. And uh, I can't see myself canceling it. I'm sure that day could come. Um, but, you know, for me, not having Starfields this year isn't isn't really that big of a deal from a value standpoint. So, yeah, yeah I'm a little bit different there. Oh, I'm definitely not preaching doom and gloom. But um, I do think it will hurt their, their forecast numbers for this year. Because yeah. there are people who, like, are coming in because of the big temple games yeah and it, and look what, from what i said earlier i wasn't saying that it's gonna like crash everything but when they've had issues with big 
titles before and you think it's kind of starting to get turned around halo comes out and then it falls off right you get the promise of these other games that are going to be out that you know bethesda and everything i don't know it's just it's weird how it's been up and down kind of and that's not to say that there's not a ton of value still on game pass but i'm i'm kind of with you there ben i think that at least some fall off will happen. Just the other thing we got to keep in mind, though, is is we've seen this more and more the last few years, where we're getting these shadow drops of games, yep. and it's not like this is coming out in two years. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, we learned about that last summer, and it came out in September, October, or something. Yep. Right, right. So, right, right. I mean, things could change this summer with Summer Games Fest right. or the the Xbox Showcase. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't count that out personally. Yeah, that's a good point. And I miss those days when we saw more games that were like, it's coming out next week. It's like, yeah. oh. Unravel 2, out now. Wow. Yeah. That's true. I downloaded You were home and, and reviewed it. Yep. it before. Yep. Yeah. I was watching it uh, from home and I immediately turned on the PlayStation and downloaded it and reviewed it. Yep. Well. All right. Well, since Brandon brought up um, the other thing about the new PlayStation service or the uh, extended PlayStation service. Um, we'll go ahead and read a little excerpt here. Uh, this is going to come from IGN and they stole most of it from the PlayStation blog, but it's a lot easier than reading from the PlayStation blog, in my opinion. It says, quote, Sony has announced several games coming to its new PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers, including Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima's Director's Cut, and more. Confirmed in a blog post, there are now 56 PS4 and PS5 titles confirmed for the $99 a year extra and $120 premium tiers. The premium tier also has 29 classic catalog games confirmed and another 29 PS3 games. Sony has also announced the time-limited game trials will be available on the premium tier that allow users to sample games including Horizon, Forbidden West, Cyberpunk 2077, and WWE 2K22 for a few hours at no extra cost. Uh, Keep in mind, this is just a list of the selection. This is just the ones they've announced so far. But they did previously say that there would be more than 700 games that would be available. And then there's a huge list of stuff. Um, yeah. Brandon, which, we'll which sp- game is not going to be there, Ben? Uh, <laughs> Starfield? Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, that's I right. Believe. That's correct. Oh, God. It, it will not. <laughs> so, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Brandon. Yeah. Are you interested in getting the higher tier PlayStation Plus? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I I probably have a lot of the games that are on there. Um, sure. And that I think that I feel like it's not been very specific. I have PlayStation Plus currently, so does this mean that for one month I can upgrade for one month and play a game and then downgrade the next month? I believe you could, but you wouldn't be able to use your annual subscription for that. Like you wouldn't be able to to buy it yearly. You'd have to pay by, for it by month if you did that. Hmm. Interesting. Now, maybe you could like upgrade it for one month. Yeah, and that's what I'm wondering because one of the great things about Game Pass is that I can pop in and out right when I need it, and th- and that is the good part about it for me. Um, but no, I think this list is great. Um, I think that this will be good for a lot of people. There are a lot of people who haven't played a lot of these really, mm-hmm. really monumental games, um, and there's even some that I haven't played. I I don't want you to think I played most of the list. Right. Um, but. For me, the value isn't there in buying it and just having it forever. Maybe I'll pop in here and there, but I definitely think it's a big step for for Sony in general to just have something that can compete with Game Pass, even if it's not the same, even if it's not as good and, you know, arguably different titles. Um, I think the catalog sometimes can be a little bit better on Sony's side, at least in my personal opinion. Um, but no, I think this is good. 
This is good for the ecosystem. Um, and I think that Game Pass having some competitor, even if it isn't like a direct in every way, is good. Yes. So, Phil, yes, when we got the PS5, we also got the, the PlayStation Plus collection mm -hmm. that's available for PS5 users. And a lot of these games are on there and a lot of them aren't. Um, and we talked about how good of a value that was for people who were brand new to the ecosystem, for instance, to get all these monumental games. And Absolutely. I think this is kind of the same thing, sure. but is it something that's going to tempt you? I will probably do it to, to just see it first, like I did with Game Pass, and then yeah. kind of go from there. But, you know, like with that and with what Brandon was saying, I probably have most of the games. That's true. Um, I also have plenty of games that I need to play, even if they're not on there. Right. So I, I, I might check it out, but I don't know. It's one of those things I actually haven't decided yet. Which, Phil uh, doesn't help. Oh, sorry, not Phil. Dave does. Uh, does the backwards compatibility of the system, uh, the the options for that, not really backwards compatibility, but the the old catalog games from PS one through PS three, do they appeal to you at all? No, no, not at all. And that's and, the, the more I, don't I mean just these specifically. I mean in general, the idea. Yeah, it, and that's the more I look at this, the more I I'm looking at it personally as it's it's a hundred dollars a year for backwards compatibility which you know i've said it on the show before this isn't something that appeals to me i don't like playing old games very often i like playing the brand new shiny stuff um but i, I am st i think they're moving in the right direction with this and you've kind of alluded to it a couple times here i don't know that this is for us yet um right. what'll really sell me on this is day one stuff and yeah. i don't know if sony's ever going to do that but um it's not there yet but i think the timing for this is 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 actually quite perfect because as we move into summer, which is when this launches and fall, um, PlayStation 5s are going to become hopefully a lot easier for people to get. And I think a lot more of the casual gamers who haven't upgraded from a PS4 or PS5 or maybe don't have a gaming console right now are going to start to look at this and say, oh, I can, I can finally get a PS5 and there's this service that gives me full access to all these games that so far I've missed. So I think in that respect, they're moving in the right direction and the timing is is really, really good. I don't know if it's intentional, but that's the way I'm kind of looking at it. But um, personally, when I start to see day one stuff, even from the Ubisoft side, um, that's when I'll have a closer look and say, okay, this is worth it to me. But yeah. That's one thing I forgot to mention. Um, I don't know if it was in this article here. Was the thing about the, uh, isn't the Ubisoft Plus or something? Yeah, coming to it too. It's yeah. really confusing with with all the tiers, and now they've added Ubisoft. But again, this was invented by the same people who thought that the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut and PS5 upgrade path made sense, which it absolutely right. didn't. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a soft handshake or something with with the Ubisoft <laughs> something. Like you get something extra with one of the tiers. I don't mm, know. Okay. That's why I just bought the game again physically. I couldn't figure out the upgrade tiers, and I'm like, well, yeah. that just paid seventy bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for Ghost. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'll probably pay for this too, and just see what happens. Yeah. If I could play folklore on the PS3, then life is good <laughs> that is the one thing <laughs> that i i do i know we haven't gotten the full list yet and everything but it does seem like the list of old games is pretty disappointing so far yeah, yeah. it sucks and you would think that when they announce it they're going to come out with their best foot forward and be like here are the coolest games and then later you get like the other 600 that suck right but here they just announced so that's a little disappointing i do think I think that it will be good, like you guys said, for people brand new to the ecosystem. But I do worry a little bit. And I like I worry about like the sustainability of both consoles all the time. But I do worry a little bit that like people like the four of us 
we are all what I would consider like hardcore gamers. Sure. We like we literally devote a podcast to it. We play right. games all the time. We've spent thousands and thousands of dollars out of our own pockets going to conventions and stuff. Like we're not your your typical right. and not, none of us care. And I know there's a lot of mass market people that just want to buy Call of Duty every year or whatever, and they might buy into this. But like, I feel like the hardcore are the people you need to appease. And yeah. it just doesn't seem like any of us have much interest in it yet. Yeah. Now, this is like the thing where like if, if, if a family member is buying a system at Walmart, they're like, would you like to add a year of this on for a hundred bucks? Right. Like, yeah, yes, go ahead and do that. Well, but I think the thing is, too, is that they know we've already bought a lot of these games. So they're really like trying to. I think feels right, though. It's I mean, an outreach thing. Much like Game Pass, much like everything. It's like thinking about having to pay a monthly fee, you know, whatever that may be, and you get all of these games. It's it's so enticing. Yeah. If you haven't if you're played brand it, new to the ecosystem. Yeah. If sure. you haven't played any of them, and I feel like it's a good yeah. it's a good selling point to get someone in. And what we see uh in gaming is that a type of subscription, no matter what that is, seems to be more and more popular. Sure. Um, and I hope that doesn't continue to spread in different ways. Um, but I have a wish that you could just go back and not know as much as you know and All just be time. like, yeah. oh, that game looks fun. Like, I'm going to yeah. play. Like, I think, Ben, we were talking coming back from Virginia, I think, about movies when you would just go into a theater and be like, I think I'm going to see that today. Would that mean you're talking about that? I think so. Yeah. And just like, like, looking at a game not knowing i try to do that now games. still by the way i can't i just yeah. it's there's so little time and i just became such a whatever about all the different types oh of i just mean art. once i've decided i'm gonna watch a game i don't like watch tra- or watch a movie oh, right, right. and i do it with games too yeah. i don't like watch trailers yeah. or read gotcha. like all this if i needed to for like i would do that more if i needed to but like yeah. when they do like your first look at this game and i look at it and i'm like this looks great. I'm going to play it. I don't yeah. watch anything else. Yeah. yeah. I just wish I wish I was I could just go to the movies and be like Firestarter. That looks good. Well, I saw of... that in 1983. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they, they use the same score, apparently, too. Actually, I wasn't so... born in 1983, but I did see that movie. Before. I was. <laughs> but it, apparently it's the same movie, only worse with the same score. So well, but I, that's the problem is I've seen and heard too much about it already. Right. So I can't just go to the movies and say and I can't just turn on like a PlayStation. and right. Look at something, well... and you know. But also, and and not to say that games haven't got unreleased or haven't been released in a bad state, but I feel like it's more prevalent than it's almost ever been that a game comes out and it's either like almost deceptive how it's been advertised yeah. or it just is just plain broken. Sure. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I don't they know. They could fix it now on the fly. If they well, you know. I'm not saying they should. But. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- and I think that's the difference for me is that I would love to just be super go like completely blind and just not know anything about games ever. But half the time, you know, I'm not insanely wealthy. I have plenty of money to spend on things that I like, but it is important to me to not buy another no man's sky and not no man's sky right now. Yeah. No yeah. man's sky when I bought it. So that might right. be the last game I returned. Dude, I'm glad I'm I, gl- after all in all, I'm glad I didn't return it. Cause I, cause I still own it. But I, basically what I'm, what I'm getting at is more of like, I'll, I'll check stuff, something out, and if I'm already sold, I go for it. Right, I right. might look sure. at reviews the day it releases, the sure. day the reviews release, just to see the score mm-hmm. and know like this isn't a total dud, right, or something like that. But or just to see how angry I'm going to get, like at Crackdown Three, <laughs> be like, "Fuck you, you're wrong about that score." That was a good game. That was a great game. Was, no, I was no, good. Let me reverse that. You guys just like let Terry Crews. That's let, all. Let me reverse that. That was a fun. It game. It was a fun game. Yes, I don't think it was. A good <laughs> there is game. a difference between fun and good. I agree completely. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. 
After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaking of uh, buggy stuff and differences between fun and good, Techland and <laughs> CD Projekt Red are working together. Uh, this comes from gamatu.com. It says, Techland developing a AAA open world fantasy action RPG can we get some more descriptors in there? I'm not quite sure what kind of game it's going to be. With former CD Projekt Red staff, it says, quote, we're very happy with what we've accomplished with the Dying Light franchise so far, said Techland CEO in a press release. Moreover, our journey with Dying Light 2 Stay Human has only just begun as we plan to support this game for at least five years, which they'll need to to get all the bugs out. With its scope and size matching, if not exceeding, what we have provided our community with during post-launch support for its predecessor. At the same time, our ambition is to introduce a brand new IP that is vastly different from what we've been doing for the past several years. We want to create a fully next-gen experience, a new fantasy epic set in the sprawling open world, fueled by the skills and experience we have gained as a team over the years, infused with new ideas, passion, and creativity. While we cannot share more details about this project now, we're all truly invested in it and looking forward to showing it to gamers when the time is right. So Techland's working on a new uh, AAA open-world fantasy action RPG, and they're going to be bringing in some former CD Projekt Red staff. Now, they do mention... that's. Who the staff um, is? Uh, oh, they have names. Carolina Stack. I don't know how to pronounce these names. I'm sorry. Carolina Stackria, who was the narrative director, previously worked on Witcher Two: Assassins of Kings and Witcher Three, uh, and some DLC. And another individual who was the narrative lead, who previously worked with CD Projekt on Witcher Two and Witcher Three as well. Um, they've also picked up people, the open world director from Cyberpunk 2077 and, and Witcher Three. Uh, the creative director who worked on uh, worked with Ubisoft on Prince of Persia and some other stuff, Mad Max. Um, the lead game designer, previously associated with Arcane Studios, Deep Silver, and Playground Games. Someone who had a bunch of experience at Gorilla, and someone who was the lead user interface, user experience designer at People Can Fly. Wow. So that's a there's a there's some talent there. There actually is, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, and I, me personally, I. Dying Light has never been something that I've gravitated towards. Mm -hmm. um, even with its latest success, I still, it does not hit me in ways it should. But with these names behind it, I mean, these are some big projects. Um, and, you know, I never put my faith in individuals necessarily. It's definitely a team effort at the end of the day. But I don't know. I could be interested. I feel like the quality of game isn't something that I'm interested in. But I could understand that this team could potentially make something great. Um, if they keep pushing, so I just wish it was Dead Island too. Yeah, <laughs> I never played that. Oh, the first one was amazing. Dave, <clears throat> did you play Dying Light too? No, and I. So here's the thing: is I wanted to talk about this today because uh, I saw the article, I saw the headline, and I thought, good. I, mm -hmm. I recognize like 
how talented Techland has been over the past decade, but I'm so sick of zombies that I just yeah. haven't wanted to touch their games. So I was just happy to see that, you know, this this studio is finally branching out into something different and taking the risk on a new IP. And then as you said, like you look at the names that they brought in from other big studios and that in itself is is impressive on, you know, what other projects these people have worked on. But then you look at the level that those people are coming on. These aren't like contributors. These are like director level right. creative like direction people um on on some other really really big projects so i think this thing could be real big like real real big yeah so i'm excited for whatever happens obviously i think it's going to be a long time before we see anything concrete from this project but it's it's something to get excited about for me anyways yeah and it makes you wonder a little bit i think most of these people are recent departures from these other studios semi-recent i recognize some of these names as having left in the last you know six months to a year they get scalped I'm sure not not scalped, but um, what's the word? Uh, poached. 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 That's what I was trying scalped. to say. <laughs> scalped is, scalped is scalped a little different. Wasn't the right word. We My bad. My no, bad. We don't have that. that out. Captured out yonder the frontier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, they. I think probably some of them got poached, but it's possible some of them were just you know, hey, it's time for me to move on. I just shipped The Witcher 3 last DLC or the the PS5 version is done on my, my part of that job is done. Right. Or, uh, hey, guess what? I'm done with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Frozen Wilds or whatever. Like, and they, they've moved on um, because of that and they don't have anything new to do. And a lot of times, like, we see people leave roles of, like, a game that's coming out. Like, if you started seeing people who have credits on Starfield leave right now it's not depending on what they do it's not necessarily a bad sign because that might just mean that their job on that game is done right like the person who wrote the side quest is done right um most likely since that game was supposed to release in november so like if you start seeing those people move on it's not a big deal but i wonder if any of these are going to hurt those i mean not substantially but are they going to make an impact on those other companies but uh, I don't know. Techland, to me, I've enjoyed some stuff and other stuff I've just completely passed on. Uh, I am a little disappointed with how buggy the reports of Dying Light 2 were. Uh, Phil, you even said you had some issues. Yeah, I just couldn't progress any further. Yeah. Um, That's because you're bad. <laughs> was the, the were, guy, were you over encumbered? There, no, there was someone I was <laughs> supposed to take out and like I couldn't move on until I kill this person. Oh. And they ran by me, mm-hmm. and then they just sort of disappeared, like they were gone, and I could not find them. I spent hours actually trying to find them to kill yeah. them and move on. But you were it, high it on that game. Point. Very high. It was my game of the show from E3. Yeah. Um, and I'll go back to it eventually, but sure. Horizon came out, and that kind of took over. Derailed you there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. This could be a good game. Um, I, I think it will be a good game regardless of yeah. the, the bugginess that will inevitably hits every game nowadays, so... This story broke today, right? Because I just saw yesterday they said they were hiring, so they must yeah, you know, this, still this be looking for more people. Yeah, I was so. going to say, this is probably like three or four years out easily. I'd yeah, say Five easily. years, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. also interesting how how tight-knit that that Polish uh, game-developing sort yeah. of community must be. Because, I mean, all those studios we just mentioned, except for Arcane, which is French, they're all in Poland. And those are big, big... Um, studios and yeah. I, I guess they, they work closely and they know each other but right yeah, yeah it's uh crazy it's nice too because then they don't have to well they might have to relocate but not as far potentially so okay let's see what's the next story here uh this is a quick one 
I think. Uh, Team Fortress 2 players are protesting the game's massive bot problem, according to IGN. It says, on an average day, the IGN news tips line sees a slow but steady stream of messages of folks who want to let us know about something we might report on. Maybe a handful of tips a day, but this past weekend, the line was flooded in just a few hours with over 100 messages from a group of very frustrated folks. Folk. The Team Fortress 2 community. Why were so many of them in our inbox? According to the content of those messages, their game has a massive two-year-long botting problem, and they desperately want Valve's attention getting it fixed. We weren't the only site getting messages, nor were they limited to the media. The source of the flood is a community centered around Team Fortress 2 content creator Squim Jim, who published a video lamenting the rampant botting issues within Team Fortress 2. And he, of course, encouraged people to reach out. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's pretty common these days for games to get overrun with bots mm -hmm. especially old games yeah yeah maybe valve is doing it on purpose so they can shut the fucking servers down for yeah. <laughs> yeah they're tired of it they're the, ones sending, else, they're, they're the ones sending the bots yeah <laughs> i so played cool. a little bit of team fortress when it released but um no i haven't gone back to it in years. yeah yeah, it was, yeah it was fun. excellent fun i just it. didn't expect to hear anything about it recently ever no. um i guess that's bad for the community and you said it was a couple hundred people i think that's the whole community at this point um, <laughs> i but... don't know man it's still big it's still big <laughs> i'm just playing i'm playing yeah. if you like team four seriously good game um but yeah i i feel like they have to know that valve has to know yeah um but it's not terribly surprising for games to have a bunch of bots these days. especially old a games. bunch of bots yeah especially old games. yeah yeah just go back and play like the original modern warfare 2 right now yeah i was gonna say you will you will it's impossible i, I right. have seen some of the craziest things i've ever seen going back and playing old old games like once i will never forget call of duty 4 they somehow managed to hack it like um photos from world at war yeah. into call of duty 4 i shit you not one of the lobbies i can't i went back years later yeah. and it was one of the wildest experiences i had ever had that's crazy yeah, yeah super yeah. crazy okay moving on uh dead space the remake has gotten a release date this comes from jeff grubb over at venture beat it says dead space remake is coming january 27th the developer confirmed that release timing during a dev stream today the game reboots the Dead Space franchise while building on the bones of the older games. Publisher Electronic Arts was once internally planning to launch Dead Space Remake in October, but the development team decided to take a few more months. At the same time, EA is not pushing the game come out of its fiscal year. Uh, so I actually almost downloaded it and started playing the original Dead Space this week. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I might still play that before the remake comes out, but I wanted to get a little closer before I do it. Yeah. Who else has fond memories of the Dead Space games. Oh, those are great games. I had a lot of fun with Dead Space. Yeah. Um, and I think January is a great time for it. Uh, you know, kind of the lull of the holidays is over and uh, I don't need a scary game in October necessarily. So, but no, I played the hell out of those games. I think my brother liked them a lot too. Uh, Dave, you were nodding along there. Played some Dead Space. Yeah, I only played the first one, but it was it was such a cool game. I, the dismemberment and sort of like the direction where you actually shoot enemies, I thought was the coolest aspect, but um yeah i agree with phil there i think cram or sort of sneaking in in january before you know the busy february and march hits is is perfect and i personally like scary games around halloween so maybe october november will be a perfect time to to revisit the old uh the old games before the remake comes out see i usually do a lot of movies that time of year so i think pushing it for me like i'll, I'll watch through the screams and you know with halloween coming out um i'll rewatch the last two and so right. I do a lot of a lot more movies in, in that time of year. So 
I like January. I think Dying Light came out that last week of January. That was one of the first big I ones that came out the in the ones, spring yeah. or winter. Because that's where they used yeah. to send things to die. Right. But uh, that was like 2015. And since then, January hasn't been been too bad. Yeah, man. All right. Gears of War could be getting the Master Chief Collection treatments. This comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com. says the Gears of War Remastered Collection may be in development at Microsoft. That's according to journalist Nick Baker of Xbox Era, who this week claimed that the Master Chief Collection style game was in the works. A while back, I said there is a quote. A while back, I said there's another Microsoft franchise that's getting the Master Chief Collection type treatment. I am of the belief that it is coming this year, Nick said on the podcast. He then said, everyone has guessed it before adding, if you go from November 2021 to November 2022 and you look at Microsoft's big game output, it could wind up being Halo, Gears, and Forza, confirming that the rumored collection would be from the Gears of War franchise. One source recently told VJC, VGC that the coalition is in the early stages of developing the next Gears of War title. Whether this is Gears 6 or a spinoff title isn't clear. However, Gears 6 was listed as part of that NVIDIA GeForce Now database leak, which has so far proven to be accurate. Halo the Master Chief Collection is a collection of all the Halo games, except for Halo 5. Uh, I just did it in there in Halo Infinite. Uh, featuring improved graphics and every multiplayer map from four games, the collection would later receive two further campaigns, ODST and Halo Reach. So looks like the Halo, or the, I'm sorry, the, the Gears of War games, and I don't know why we wouldn't have expected this, but the Gears of War games may be getting all bundled together and thrown in a collection a la the uh, Master Chief Collection. I have very fond memories of playing the first few games, but I've never played the, the last couple games, and I kind of want to play them all again. It's another one of those things that I keep thinking, like, I should go back and play, you know, through this whole thing, and then I'm like, oh, certainly they're just going to do, a, like, a, a new package soon or something. Yeah, I think but, when 4 came out, they gave you the first three, but they were just codes to download. I think that sounds right. Yeah. So it was almost like a package of them, but it wasn't remastered. Right. Dave, Gears of War fan? Big time. That's I awesome. love this. And I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I've been thinking, like, I, I think weekly about going back and doing a full playthrough of that series. And I, I actually miss four. Um, so, yeah, this is this is super cool. And this might be exactly what I was talking about in terms of Microsoft coming out with something big we didn't expect to plug a hole uh, that Starfield has left. I know this isn't as big as that because it's just a collection. By the way, I'm sure they hate that we're calling it a Master Chief collection style game because nobody has fond memories of when that game came out but the other thing that's really cool that this might bring about is sort of a a reinvigoration of the multiplayer for gears of war um because i don't know about you guys but i have i have really fond memories of of playing the original gears of war multiplayer i was always terrible at it but i had a great time me too that's why i did not have a good time with it yeah so (laughs) i'm I'm on board with this and i'd love to play them from from back to front um and i love gears of war 5 it was so good five was very good five is by far my favorite yeah i remember vividly the first gears of war playing split screen uh multiplayer in a room with like six or seven or eight xboxes and all of us had like multiple tvs and playing split screen nice how um, hot was that room <laughs> yeah. well we were all pretty good looking if you in want. many Ooh. ways yeah, <laughs> yeah. that in was the last ways. game i beat co-op with co-op oh yeah, yeah. i don't I, really play games co-op very often I although either. and i don't have this in my notes but i did um start playing uh it takes two with the wife oh, i don't know if i talked about that last so week good no you didn't yeah but I'll, I'll report more. We only got like two hours into it because she can't stay awake, awake past like 7 p.m. I think so. <laughs> I made my wife play a little unraveled too with me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It, it, she just 
didn't go well. Didn't go well. I was yeah. hoping for the review it add something, so we e- we don't do that. <laughs> she didn't want to, huh? She did not. Uh, okay, Braylon just texted me an article. I'm just gonna. This is just off the fly here. Nintendo Life reports that Take Two Interactive plans on releasing eight new iterations of past games. Oh God. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's get into this. Take-Two Interactive, the holding company responsible for such studios as Rockstar Games, 2K, and Private Division, has announced via its financial report that it plans on releasing eight new iterations of previous release titles over the course of fiscal year 2023 through 2025. While the terminology itself is slightly vague, Take-Two does go to the trouble of providing a clear definition, stating that this comprises of ports and remasters. Uh, They have the full report here that you could read if you want. Um, they do a little speculating here. They said, you know, we've got Bioshock, the collection, um, Grand Theft Auto, the definitive edition, uh, was not great. Um, we know already that Max Payne and Max Payne two are in the works. Um, is this just for switch? Is that what they're saying? I think that's the angle that they're working, but I think the idea that I was trying to get across is that we're clearly in for some more. Oh, this is also from Nintendo Life, so they may just be focusing on Correct. Switch, yeah, so. exactly. Which I think would play well into some remakes if they weren't going to do too much to some of these older games. Maybe it would make sense to re-release them on Switch, a less powerful console. Right. And then you can't bitch about the visuals because it's on a, you know, shitty console. Right. Uh, <laughs> but no, definitely interesting in general. Um the direction that they're clearly going based on, you know, their earnings. And that's that's for the next three years according to that right so uh phil what's a what's a rock star take two game that you would want to see come be, be remastered or redone oh god i mean who wouldn't want to play <laughs> red dead on the switch huh sure come on that that's, would, that's the first if it's that switch, would be nuts really, that would, it was switch yeah, specifically i'd take that on the go so that yeah. would be my my kind of i game. don't know uh, if that's a game i want to play on the go or not did they do some duke nukem stuff back in the day do they, do they have the rights to take two i don't do it anymore. think no. so no I, I think red dead would probably be my my pick on the switch gearbox had some involvement with publishing duke okay but yeah yeah dave what about you this would never happen but bully yeah, yeah this article actually be... mentions bully yeah. yeah dude that would actually be perfect i'm telling you though really if you think about the style of some of those old games i could see them so easily being ported to switch and they would make boatloads. What was the one where you chopped off people's balls with the uh... Uh, manhunt? Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, that <laughs> game's manhunt. that game's crazy. I want to play that game. Yeah. That game is a blast. Yeah, and there's a manhunt too as well. There I, is, there is, and it was on. I think it was on Wii, and I think you used it was. The, and you the used thing. the nunchucks to <laughs> yeah. cut, like choke people out. Yeah. That's crazy. It was awesome. It's insane. No, but I'm telling you, like, like I could definitely see. And you say, oh, they can never redo a bully now, you know. But if they did nothing to it at all, I'd play right. the hell they out of did that. nothing and they just re-released it on Switch. It would run great on Switch. Yep. They can release hentai games on the on the featured well, things <laughs> on eShop. Yeah. But, but God forbid bully. Yeah, right. Right. But well, that's just interesting. Let me ask. The first bully first came out in 2006 and then they did a remaster of it or like a whole collection called the scholarship edition. Yeah. That was in 2010. 360. Right? But yes. that's still been. 12 years 12 ago years. so it's Jesus time i mean it's time they could bring up something yeah. else if they wanted Man, to 12 but years i can like picture myself playing that game like where i was uh just doesn't feel like 12 years ago yeah, it's so funny because everybody always mentions that they want to see bully come back but then everybody who says that also follows it up if they can never do that but i've never heard anybody being like they better not do bully like i don't know if anybody actually they, has any opposition or if people just expect opposition they will yeah, they're, they're, the yeah they're out there yeah they're, they, they are out there just because it's called bully and like right you know, you can't you can't say bully. You can't be a bully. Right. Fucking people. 
I'm trying to remember if there was any of like the words that weren't offensive that are offensive now. I mean, they were offensive. I'm not saying that, but like they were still used in, in the game in, yeah. in popular culture in that game. And yeah. I don't remember like Christian and conservative and uh, yeah. things. <laughs> All the bad. Uh, I'm thinking of um, there was a movie I just watched recently. Oh, I I for the first time ever watched Whiplash recently. That's a great movie. I know it is. I don't know why it is. It's just that ending, man. The whole like, thing. Well, the whole thing. But that end. My wife could not sit down. Like I think that's one of the best, if not the best, endings for for a movie ever. But my point there was yeah. that was 2014. Get out of that here! It was eight years ago. No way. And I swear, if it was once, it was 30 times they used some language that you that like is not popular now. And he won an Oscar for saying that stuff. And that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm like, wow. T- like things have. I'm not saying for the better or for worse. I'm just saying like things have dramatically they changed have. quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. So. Dave, what have you been playing? <laughs> I have a feeling I already know, but we'll start with you. Uh, what what makes you say that? Well, I I'm guessing it was stuff on your Switch if you were playing while you were in Europe. Oh, uh, no, I I did not bring my Switch, which is kind of funny actually. Um, there was a ridiculously long lineup at Customs to get out of Toronto, and um, there was Why? a security guard who was going. Does everybody around. wants to leave Toronto. No, it's just they're understaffed uh-huh. at customs. So anyways, there was this guard who was going around pulling people out of line and taking this, taking them into this mysterious room. And we assume they were getting killed or whatever. So right. sure enough, <laughs> he, he pulls me and my wife out and uh, he's very stern. He's like, get out of line, follow me. And we're like, oh, fuck, what is going on? Takes us to this like little side area, asks us to put our bags on the table. And he's like, open them up. And he starts rummaging through them. And he looks at me and he's like, do you guys realize how much time I just saved you? And we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. So basically he was doing like a side check, pulling us out of line and then taking us directly to the front of the line. Uh, But as he's going through my bag, he's like, where's your Nintendo Switch? I'm like, this is technically a honeymoon. So I didn't bring it. I didn't want to get in trouble. Um, But I got got other things to play with. Yeah, I I, I, I was playing quite a bit of Call of Duty before I left, uh, which is weird because Snoop Dogg is in it now for some reason. I always found that very odd because it's still World War II, which is kind of a, a sensitive um, sort of time period and subject matter, yet you have Snoop Dogg running around burning people with joints and shit. Dude, so, they, but do you know what's in it now? They jumped the shark. Godzilla what? and King Kong are in it. Oh, Jesus. They Christ. jumped the shark. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. So. And then the funny thing is when you go to play a Call of Duty, like towards the end of that Call of Duty cycle, so like if you jump in in like September and October, everybody's in like Technicolor dream coats and like. It's just all gone completely non-serious because all the skins yeah. are fucked up. But it hasn't um, even been a year. They've already. Yeah. yeah. So any, I, I obviously have only been back for two days, so I haven't been playing much. But I did um, start to play uh, Death's Door on Game oh. Pass. I don't know if you guys remember that game. It came out yep. last July from Devolver. Um, yep. So, yeah, I just. I really haven't downloaded tired- yeah, it's 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 a cool game. I, I've been really tired, and I just wanted to play something indie, something simple, something fun. And I'm only about three or four hours into it, but uh, it's really cool. It's got a really nice, like soft pastel aesthetic. It's it's got a really simple combat system. There's some cool puzzles that aren't too taxing, and it's one of those games that you just kind of like breeze through at a nice pace. It's not too easy, but it's also sort of like a you could. You know, as you guys have said so many times, you can listen to a podcast while playing this game. 
Um, so yeah, Death Door, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's on Game Pass. And uh, other than that, not much else yet because I'm still unpacking. I need to clarify one thing. Why did the guy ask you specifically where your Switch was? Or was it just like he was being funny? He was being funny. Okay. I, mean, re- I guess he was being somewhat sexist because he just assumes only the guy is the switch. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was funny, and it, we we were just like shitting ourselves because yeah, um, you know, you anytime you get pulled you. out of a line, at, right? Got coming up to customs, but then he he realized like how scared he had us. Yeah, and then he was like, "You realize what sort of favor I just did?" And then he made the switch jokes. So we're like, "This guy's this guy's badass." I like. Did, him. did he profile you as a gamer? Was that it? Probably. I I, wow. I I don't know how. I was wearing a Milwaukee Brewers hat and an Adidas jacket. So you were yeah. deep undercover. I know yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dave's like we were terrified because we had six ounces of weed in our bag. <laughs> you know, I got pulled out of line coming back from Cancun this spring, uh-huh. and I had a different experience where they. They kind of checked me the way Joey's tailor in uh in Friends oh. checked them for pants. Yeah. Uh, they kind of go up the one side, move it over, go up the other side. Yeah. Uh, they feel around your buttocks and uh your buttocks. Dude, save yep. this for after dark, bro. I gotta know more. <laughs> I gotta know more. Yep. Brandon, yep. on to you. I know you're in a lull, but uh I've been playing more Elden Ring. Yeah. That, that is it. I have been helping people almost entirely. Not that I'm not going through the game, but I've been spending a lot of my time just fucking around doing co-op. It's been a lot of fun, not really taking it too seriously. I'm just patiently waiting for DLC. Yeah. Um, that's it. Okay. That is actually it. All right. Philip. All right. So uh, the one thing is not going to be a shock. I'm still going through uh, Horizon. Yeah. Forbidden West. Um, I've got all three of the whatevers. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm creeping towards the end, I think. I've got three or four chapters or whatever left you in the wish. main story. <laughs> no, I'm just I, I mean, I would love to play that game forever, so I don't care if it ever ends. Um, but last night, my wife says, would you like to play something down in the basement, which I rarely ever do, oh, while right. I finish the show I was watching this afternoon? And I was like, so well, that was a nice way of her saying, I'd like downstairs. you to leave. Yeah. 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 So she's watching Inventing Anna and, uh, you know, I'll probably watch it with her eventually if she likes it enough. But. So I go downstairs and I haven't played on my PS4 in a long time. And I said, I'll just play whatever's in. So I turned on the TV and I turned on the PS4 and uh, I spent my evening last night playing G.I. Joe <laughs> Operation <laughs> Blackout or whatever it's called. And um, that's a that's a real bad game. Yes, yeah, that's a real bad game. Yeah. Um, the price point and the G.I. Joe kind of sucked me in. It was probably 20 bucks or something like that. Right. And uh it is it is really really terrible. Um, it's it's hard and easy at the same time. Mm. Whereas like it should be easy, but like nothing works right. So uh, yeah, you know, it's um, just hard to control. It is. It okay. is very hard to control. And like literally, like enemies just come out of nowhere. They're just like there's nothing, and then they just like just appear right in front of you and wow. from all over. You don't know what's actually shooting at you. And then whenever you get to a boss, all of the bosses seem to have teleporting abilities. So they just sort of like, oh, here I am. And he's like, he's like, find me now. And then you have to like yeah, kind of stand. You ever see the uh, the whitest kids, you know, the, the Call of Duty thing? Yeah. Where the kids just like spinning around. Yeah. That's what you basically have to do to try to find Zartan. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a real bad game. Well, but okay. uh, that's what I've been playing. Well, I'm glad oh, you had fun God. with it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> much worse than Crackdown, but yeah. it's just not a good game. But um, I could laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Uh, for me, I've been playing quite a few things, uh, but none of them for very long. 
So except for this, Titanfall two, boys, I did it. Oh, nice man. Good, uh, good job. That was part of my New Year's resolution as I was finally going to play Titanfall two. Um, my New Year's gaming resolution. It's a great campaign, right? That's what I did. I, I played the it's campaign. Great. Yeah, it's great. It. Yeah. Well, maybe what six or seven hours? Yeah, it's, not, it's not long. No, I played it in two settings. Um, so two different nights, and uh, one of them was pretty short. One of them was the longer one, and had a good time with it. It's it's a lot of fun. It looks great, still surprisingly yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, the I, I've said it a thousand times, but I'll say it again. Respawn just understands how movement should work. Yes. Yep. And everything about it just feels crispy and tight. And, yep. Yeah. So anyway, that is now off my list. And I don't have a list, but it's off of it either way. Uh, I played a little bit of Forza a couple nights because mm-hmm. I was like waiting on other stuff to download. And I was like, I might as well just hop into Forza. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, just driving around. I think only only two or three different times that I actually like sit down and do an actual race. Yeah. I mostly just drove around the rest sure. of the time. Yeah. Because that's just fun. That's and I was just playing with different cars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sunset Overdrive. I played about an hour of it last night. Oh, that's Damn. a great game. I never yeah. finished that. I, I never did either. I started <laughs> it. I borrowed it from Dustin. Yeah. Um, can't believe I missed it. Back in the day, I've yeah. had multiple opportunities to play it since then, and never have. So finally, I'm like, you know what? It's already. I already had it downloaded for some reason. I don't know if it was on purpose or an accident, but it was already downloaded. I was like, might as well just play this while I'm waiting for something else to download. Yeah. I think it might be the most visually appealing game I've ever played in my life. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Does Microsoft or Insomniac own that? Microsoft. Damn. Yep. Ugh. I made my guy look like Freddie Mercury. That's awesome. That's all I really remember. Yeah. <laughs> With the teeth and all. <laughs> and then it's mostly um, just the stash. <laughs> I've also been playing a little bit of Super Perils of Baking. Ooh. Um, which. For those who don't know, I'm the uh, I work at the studios doing it, so I can't like be actually objective about this. But I will say I played the first Super Perils before I was ever involved or anything or the first Perils of Baking before I was involved. And I was like, yeah, this is a cute game. It's fun. But it wasn't anything like spectacular. Like it's a first game from a studio. Basically, one guy did the whole thing. Like it's, you know, it's a pretty good game. And it's 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 charming, I think is the word I would use. Sure. Um, And this game, I've been like right there alongside the development but i've and i've seen some screenshots here and there but i've not actually played it and i will tell you this is again i'm a little biased but i was looking at it i was like wow we did a good job with this game yeah like i was a I, honestly i'm i'm not trying to like say anything otherwise but like i was a little surprised i'm like this game is better than i was expecting it to be yeah and it's not even that like the gameplay has changed much it just looks a lot nicer but there's just like features on the screen and like when you spend money like coins fall out like different animations and everything that barry and and the designers and stuff did and i'm just like wow okay like this is a good game yeah and uh i'm not i haven't finished it yet i'll probably end up trying to play it on all the different platforms um just because I helped make it, so yeah. I feel like I should. Sure, but um, yeah, that's that's that. So that comes out June third, and uh, Dave and I will be winding up some PR related stuff for that soon. So that should be a good time, and uh, I'm excited to get that one out because it's the first game I've actually worked on. I've helped with other like re-releases and and uh, remasters, or like not remasters, but like uh, putting a game that was on PS4 on the PS5 stuff like that. But I've not helped with a game from like inception to birth basically so actually really more like adulthood so i'm excited for that one that'll be fun are there physical copies up for pre-order yet uh not yet that is um out in the distance okay potentially uh 
just a little behind the scenes there. When we had a publisher, they took care of all that stuff mm. and all the like publishing stuff and everything. And they have like, you know, a whole staff. And this time I was like trying to do that alongside the other stuff. And I'm like, I don't have enough hours in the day for this. Gotcha. So it'll, it'll come eventually, but not yet. And uh, that's it for me. That's all I've been playing. Oh. Yeah. Let's see things. Sure. A little bit. Sure. I've been playing a lot less Sea of Thieves lately. Not because I don't want to, just because my timing hasn't worked out and some people I used to play with all the time don't play as much. And fucking you know. Justin. I know, man. I know. That kid. Does he listen to this podcast? I don't know. Probably, yeah, probably not. not. No. He's not a real friend. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right, that's it. Anybody got anything to say? No, man. I mean say a lot of shit. What do you want to hear? And with that, we'll close out the show. Don't forget <laughs> to head over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Sign up for a dollar or more a month to get ad free early access. We're going to be recording an after dark episode after this. Yeah. That's always a lot of fun. And it's just like a mess, honestly. So look forward to that early if you're a patron. If not, check out the old editions of it. Yeah. And then uh, the Discord, handsomephantom.com slash Discord. Check us out. Yep. That's it. Phil, I guess we'll see you in probably like a year or so. I'll be around. Okay. And just remember, you can pretty much put your fingers in anything. That's true. <laughs> you really can? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be back in a few weeks. Okay. All right. <laughs> More just, of that. Uh... All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the HP Podcast is supported by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Jason Canham, Toby Ryland, Chaz Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Boots, Fusebro, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, and H-Trance. <laughs>